Uh, what's up, Creighton fans? Uh, Matt DeMarinas here. I'm sitting in an empty championship center for once with Creighton point guard Marcus Zagorowski. Uh, first of all, Marcus, how you uh, how you feeling? Took a took a big spill last night. Scared the scared the crap out of eighteen thousand people. <laughs> um, but you got back up, kept playing. How you feeling? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a scary play. Um, just went for a lab and then got hit in the air. It was kind of unbalanced in there, so it, it was kind of hard to. Uh, really balanced, like on the ground, like and like be careful. But um, you know, obviously I hit my head pretty hard. But you know, we went through the concussion protocol, and I'm doing fine. I had a great night's sleep, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, our next game versus Butler. Nice, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, I don't. You want? Can we just start with the Marquette game? Because obviously that was a pretty big one from a, a tone setting standpoint, the first Big East game, but also because of. How difficult your guys' schedule is to start out with, you know, going to Hinkle and Villanova coming back to Omaha after that. Um, did you guys like feel like it was important to get off on the right note and not like get behind the eight ball a little bit with how many tough teams you guys have right in front of you? Yeah, you know, mindset is you know our next challenge. Like after after we be Marquette, we're right back at it versus Butler. You know, they we, like Colson Lockham was like, yeah, we, we won this game, enjoyed this, but now we got to focus on. You know, our mindset on Butler, who was a great team. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's always good to get off to a great start. You know, you know, Marquette's a great team over there, and it's always good to beat those guys, especially what they did to us last year mm-hmm. um, on our home floor. So that felt really good. When you when you were going through it, did you catch yourself in a moment like, I feel like, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you guys ever think about this, but did you feel like when you were assessing it that, that was your most complete performance of the year as a team, like defensively, offensively? for 40 minutes because, um, like, there was just a point in, you know, about five minutes left that it really felt like, wow, Creighton just put a beating on this team and it wasn't – probably wasn't supposed to be like that going in. It probably felt like a toss-up game. Yeah. I mean, there's been times this year where we're, where we're like, on point on defense but then sloppy on the offensive end. And then there's been times this year where we've been on point on offense and then sloppy on defense. And I thought at times, you know, most of the game we were, like, we would get a stop. We would hold them to a 30-second call on defense and then go make a play down the offense. So, like, we were really, you know, going back and forth on both ends, playing really well, playing our best basketball. And, you know, that's huge for us. And, you know, it, it gives us something to look at where we can try and get to that point consistently, you know. So I was really just proud of the guys. With uh, uh, Wojo mentioned it in, in his press conference that you guys' pace was really hard to get a grasp on, not just – not just on misses and live ball turnovers and things like that, but when when they did hit you with something, you know, you guys punched back within the first five, six seconds. You tried to find an easy one right away. But see, dude, how did you find – how did you know when to do that? Because it seemed like it was dictated off of just whether you were going to push it or not. Did, did you – was it a call from the sideline or is it just a feel for you in the game where you're like, all right, I see there's kind of an unbalanced – unbalanced floor here a little bit I can kind of push in this area and maybe get something easy yeah I mean the goal is for is to play fast at all times you know especially a team like that where they have a such a score in Howard where if he gets going you know one way to stop that is we can run it back up there uh their team right after that you know you know my goal is as a point guard I always get down there get down in the paint and make a play you know I don't care who's who's where who's where who's not you know I don't it doesn't matter to me I'm just going to get in there and make a play for my teammates as much as possible whether they Scoring us or not, and then uh, you know I, sometimes I'll feel it where like coach will have a first place second play, and I'll he trusts me to call it out, and run first play, whatever. So um, it's more of like a failing thing, and then if I can get it on the run, like that's when I really 
can get going is if they score and then I'm, I'm already on the run and then they're scrambling on the other end and then and, um, you know that's just how we're built you know that's how coach Max built, built this program and um, I'm just trying to you know follow his lead when you get into that type of game do you feel like it favors you when you when, when you feel like the game is up and down and when you guys are really pushing it do you feel like you guys are kind of in your zone at that point yeah yeah I mean that's the game we want to play we, we want to play up and down we're okay if the other team you know coach said they're they're like number they're, they're like number one in they were number one in uh transition, transition points. Yeah. yeah, so we were like, man, we can, like we can we we can play that game. Uh, you know, I I I'll always favor us when it comes to that. And um, it, you could see uh, yesterday what, what, what we're doing. So, you know, Tyshawn's had a really good year defensively, but I felt like last night was maybe a rubber meets the road moment because Marcus Howard is probably as good if not the best scorer in the country you won't find a tougher matchup in terms of defensive assignments and all the little the little things he does to be able to create space for himself to get shots off like what, what did you think about Tyshawn's performance and the way he really frustrated him from the jump last night Tyshawn was locked in you know ever since shooting around he was locked in you know we talked how like how coach Mike was like yeah we want me to guard him sometimes and you guard him and then, but for the most time Ty was on him like there were times in the game where he's like he's tired and I'm like yo like Get a break. Let me get him. Let, mm-hmm. let me get him. These and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I want it. And then, uh, so I could just tell he was locked in. You know, once someone's in that mindset, I'm not even gonna mess with it. Like, I'm not gonna be like, no, Ty, I got him this time. I'm like, you know what? You you got it. Like, and then he just like six steals. And yeah. then I just, t- I mean, you know, Marcus Howard had, Howard had a little like scoring like eight nine points in the first half, but uh, you know, that was just that was more of a team breakdown. That wasn't much for him. And uh, he, you know, he did a great job. Especially on the offensive end as well. Yeah, so uh, on live watch, uh, I think Howard was one for four when you were guarding him too. So does he have like does he have like tells when you're like when you're checking him and and you feel like all right he's about to go up for a shot here because you have to be really disciplined not to leave your feet otherwise he's taking you know he's taking that contact and he's sitting at the free throw line for three easy ones like mm-hmm. does he have tells in terms of things that he does with his movements that you can that you know when it's okay to leave your feet or when it's okay to get in his face and contest a shot. Yeah, I mean, the coaches, you know, throughout the scout, throughout the days before the game, we were all like, just stay in your feet regardless what happens. Just stay in your feet, you know. He's not he's not as tall mm-hmm. as us, so we knew we could still make, still put a hand up and still make it tough, even if we were on our feet. And uh, so, yeah, that was the main, and then uh, just, yeah, I mean, just st- we studied his game, you know. We thought Davion did a great job in the scout, you know, being him. And then, you know, just knowing you have four other guys behind you who are ready to, you know, to come and help if he gets by you and it's just it, it was it, as much as it was individual on mm-hmm. him it was it was a lot of a team defense as well you know we were all focused on him as a unit how much how much how, how have you improved your defense so much because I remember like you know you working with Mac and on just like chopping your feet and you know getting that just figured out to the point where you were comfortable to be able to close out on dudes I remember that was pretty frustrating earlier in your career but mm-hmm. It doesn't even seem like that's a problem anymore for you. Like, how have you improved so yeah. much on the defensive end of the floor? Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie. In high school, I didn't play much defense, <laughs> <laughs> so we can get that out of the air. Coach, coach knows that. You know, I, I I know that at the time I didn't You're know. You're not it. the only one who comes in here knowing that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, you didn't have to. You know, yeah, yeah. It was, whoever else scored the other teams, but now, you know, you gotta play defense, and you know, I'm taking a lot of pride on the defensive end. You know, and especially as a leader, you can't just be a leader and try and. You know, try and lead guys when 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 they're doing more and on one side of the floor. Mm-hmm. So you know, the key, the key is for me. And you know, I I look at myself as a good defender now. I mean, I can always make improvements, mm-hmm. 
But, um, you know, I'm still making improvements. I still got a lot to learn. You know, that's the great beauty of playing under Coach Mack. You know, he's I can just be a sponge every single day in practice. And um, I've learned so much on the defensive end. And, you know, having that trust in my coach now that I can guard guys who are threats on the offensive end is, mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal. And I, you know, I just I look forward to the challenge every single day. Uh, your brother Michael um, is one of the best defenders in, in the NBA. Like, do you, do you pick his brain at all for things? Yeah, like, all the time. Just, uh, I mean, what sort of conversations do you have in terms of maybe just how to make individual guys who have, you know, a lot of tricks to what they do, how to take some of those things away and, and, and exploit some of their weaknesses as a, as a defender? Yeah, I mean, it comes from studying the game. Like, my brother really, like, tells me, like, if you just watch watch film of the other team and really like try and see what they do well, like what do they do? Like Marcus Howard, I think he his left hand he likes going left and then taking a step back. Mm-hmm. So we knew if you go left and you cut him off, he's taking a step back. And we knew if he goes right, he's gonna take a floater. So just little stuff like that is gonna give you the advantage. And then um also just you know it's like a it's more, it's like a mindset almost. Like mm-hmm. my brother he tells me he's like. Like, if you have, like, a bad offensive game, whatever, and you're not shooting great, <clears throat> you can always, like, focus on your effort on the defensive end, you know, get make that get you going. Like, it's it's like a weird thing, but, like, I've started to realize that, like, that just trying to uh, dig deep on the defensive end is just going to make you forget about all the stuff that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think I think that's not just me. I think that's for everybody right now. And, and that's why we're, you know, doing so well on the defensive end is we're really focused on it and not letting other things affect it. You, one of the things you tried to be a lot better at this year was being more of a leader, um, being just more assertive of a talker. Even if you weren't right, you just wanted to to say what was on your mind, and then have you know we can work it out from that point on. Um, just how did that become a priority for you? Because obviously, this last two years you haven't had an off season in terms of individual skill improvement. Was that part of it? Was like, look, I'm probably not going to be in the grind with these guys in the summer <coughs> and spring, so I got to. I gotta, you know, mm-hmm. the mental part of it is something I can do on a daily basis. Is that kind of the the, the the motivation for all of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as it hurt being sidelined, you know, getting my surgery, you know, I thought a lot of positives came from that, and that's, you know, leadership. You know, my voice. You know, I really, I really started to use my voice a lot more. You know, as you know, I came in as a freshman, real quiet. You know, it's normal. You know, I I've never been the the rah rah guy that, you know, scream in somebody's face. Like that that's not how I operate. I'm more of a guy that would pull you to sides, you know, give you some, t- give you some, some pointers. And if I'm wrong, we'll figure it out. But it's just getting it out there is only going to make us better. And, you know, just me being sideline this summer, you know, I, I got an opportunity to watch from the sideline and, and it was different from the summer before because I, I, I was seasoned. I was experienced a little bit more, you know, going through my freshman year. And now I can really see the game from a different angle. And then I being able to help others, you know, it really taught me how I could, oh, if I can help others now and play, I'll be like, I look at myself as twice the player because, you know, it's only going to make the team better than it'll make individually myself. It'll make my job easier. So, Do you feel like as a point guard, um, especially in a, in a system like this, that the personality of the point guard kind of permeates throughout the whole team and that, you know, your vibe is contagious, whether you're going through a shooting self and playing well on the offensive end or whether you're getting cooked on the defensive end, like, all of the things that individually could affect you, do you feel like your your attitude and your response to all those situations, all the things that happen within the course of a game and the course of a season are infectious to the rest of the team? Is that kind of the reason for 
your emphasis in terms of being a better leader because your body language and your vibe is the most important part of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I've always focused on, you know, my aura, my, my like, just the way I conduct myself with my body language when stuff, when things are going good, when things are going bad, stay level, like stay above water, like don't get too down, don't get too low, you know. And then uh, just having that mentality of, you know, as a point guard, you got to be tough if you want to, if you want to, you know, be a be a, be a strong leader. You know, you know, you you always just want to just have the aura to you, and then it's just gonna spread throughout the team. And I'm not saying I'm starting it. Like a lot of guys, we have a lot of tough guys, mm. and I'm I'm just trying to you know build on that and making those type of plays is only is only gonna you know just build that narrative that you know we're we're tough. Like yeah, we can shoot, we can we're we're, we're slick on offense. We do a lot of we do a lot of tricky plays, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're we're, we're tough. We're gonna we're gonna outdog you, you know. Whether we play at your place or we play home, like like that's what I want for this team. And we're 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 there. And now it's just being consistent with it. Does it bother you when people insinuate that you guys are a soft team that you're just an up and down, shoot a bunch of threes, and you got to score a bunch of points, otherwise you're not gonna win? Does it bother you that like even when teams come in and they try to punk you and stuff like that? Does it does it does it eat away at you do you want to like does it make you want to prove them wrong even more is that um, the type of thing that motivates you I think at you first it did you know last year I thought it really bothered us you know I and I thought we couldn't get over that hump of you know we got to prove them wrong and I think this year like we heard something in the beginning now it's now people are pretty quiet about that <laughs> so uh you know I After think you've proven a few times yeah that yeah I much, think I, like, oh, I, I haven't heard much you know um, you know I think other teams are noticing that yo we're, we're, we're tough like 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 we're gonna bring it to you whether we're I don't, I don't care who you are. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like, and, and and I don't care what the score is. We could be down twenty. I'm still gonna get that loose ball. Mm-hmm. And if we're up twenty, I'm still gonna get, still gonna get that loose ball. Like, like that. That's gotta be our mindset. And you know, that's one thing as a leader. I I, I wanna you know, you know, just put that into our game. Um, I want to get into some UFC stuff towards the end of this thing, but. There, there was something that happened this summer that I felt like was tangible in terms of your improvement as a player. Now I'm curious to know if it's, if I'm reading into it or if it's true or not. You know, from your perspective. Um, but you did get to meet some some fighters because uh, you know Michael's got the hookup. Yep. Uh, I got the hookup. Oh, you got the hookup. Sorry, I'm playing. I'm playing. Michael, Michael Def got the hookup. <laughs> uh, but you met you met you met some you met uh, the featherweight champ of the world, um, Max Holloway, and you had some pretty. You know, not like it wasn't just BS conversations. It was pretty purposeful conversations, from what mm-hmm. I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that, like, you took in terms of things you can translate to the basketball floor and just your daily work ethic. Yeah, I mean, so I saw Max, and he was backstage in Vegas, and he actually came up to me. You know, he's I was like I was like shocked. Like we talked, and then I walked away, and then he came back up to me and was like asking him about basketball, or whatever. And then I talked to him about you know fighting, and he's like, yeah, like. I asked him, like, you know, how do you, like, I'm nervous for you when you walk into that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just a subject. Like, I feel like you're by yourself out there. He's like, man, like, like, it, he was so unselfish about it. He's like, it's not even about me. Like, he was really like, you know, I, I know it's me, but it's a whole team of me. And then I just talked about your mentality going into a fight. He's like, because I've always had a mental issue. Like, man, like, I've always, you know, struggled with confidence. Now... You know, just, just, just playing a lot. You know, that's 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 taken care of. But mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, you go in there, you just trust your instincts. And obviously, there's nerves there. But you know, he said like, one, one thing he really hit me was with like, 
whenever there's a great opportunity and a great, you know, you work so hard for something, there's always going to be some type of nerves. So just knowing that, and then uh, I actually got his number in his Instagram. So we'll text once in a while how we're doing, whatever, how's how. Like, I texted him first fight. I said, like, good luck. And he was like, he was like, there's no luck in this. There's no luck in this. I work too hard for it. So then I, that, that, like, hit me was like, okay, like, I work hard too. Like, I don't need no luck. As well. mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was good, you know. You know, he obviously lost his last fight. And, um, and that happens, though. Yeah, he's just I like mean, you guys are gonna. Go eat. He has the saying like it is. It is what it is, and uh, I really like that because at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like it's a sport. It's it's not your life, but uh, so he really like broke it down to me, and he was just such a good dude. Like that's the that's the best dude. Like like one of the best. You know, you could say like celebrities I've, I've mm-hmm. ever met. Like he was so down to earth. But it was like it was useful. You felt like that. Oh, so useful. Like he just. I can't even remember half the stuff he said because I always starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> but it simplified things for you, right? Like from a mental standpoint, yeah. like a lot of that stuff he's saying yep. makes sense yep. in terms of approaching a big time, yep. you know, a big time nerve wracking moment. Whether it's like, mm-hmm. whether it was like last night, you know, opening the Big East against mm-hmm. Marcus Howard or, yep. or whatever it is. Yep. He just broke it down and he says, trust your instincts, go out there. But he, he said it, not, not even matters if you don't put the work in. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, I get in in every, he says, like, he takes one day, he, take, he takes Sundays off. So, uh, so it just, it just broke it down to me, like, man, like, I respect it. You know, the other thing that I drew, like, in terms of a comparison for that is, like, he's, um, he's pretty big on family and team, and I know you are the same way, and I'm wondering, like, because your family is so tied into basketball, like, you know, Macy plays with Bryant, Michael's doing his thing in the NBA, Max is doing his thing, uh, but your mom and dad are, are huge parts of it too. Like, how much of, uh, how much of basketball, like, helps you guys bond as a family? Like, how much is that the thing that ties it all together? We have too much basketball involved in our too family. Much? <laughs> like, my mom's like, well, I wish one of you guys played, like, something else, like baseball or something, soccer. Like, it's just so much basketball. But yeah, it's literally it's brought us so close. It's it's brought us all over the world, like together. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone to Australia, not with my family, but I've gone there. And then just we've we've gone, to, you know, my brother's in the NBA. Like it's just it's just it's amazing to see that like basketball is really like I'm not gonna say controlled our lives, but it's you know it's really okay. I'm gonna say it's controlled our lives. <laughs> <laughs> You're a gym, right? It's controlled your life. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Whenever we're home, like. The way we bond is we're gonna we're gonna go to the gym. We're gonna work out. We're gonna really? we're gonna like grind up. We're gonna get our stress out. Like get on each other. Like yell at each other. But it's all love off the court. And as as much as we love it, it only brings us closer off the court. Yeah. You know? Does it? It doesn't. Even, but it doesn't even feel like anything. It feel it would feel wrong if you guys didn't, right? Oh my God! I'd be like, yeah. Yo, what are we doing? Like there'd be times in Alice where I'm like, All right, what is going on? Like, Give me a ball. Let's go to the gym. Yeah, or let's or just park go to the gym. Let's go outside or something because we have a court in the back. So uh-huh. we just yeah. There's, there was. There wasn't a day. It wasn't a day I've gone home and not, you know, thought of like thought about going to play basketball with my siblings and uh, my parents. Uh, it, you know, when this season got started and the preseason and everything and uh, fall camp and um, you got your green light, you were you know pretty jacked up to get back on the court and just start doing your thing again. But it didn't come back as quick as you wanted it to. There was about you know a two or three week stretch where it didn't feel like everything was coming along as fast as you wanted to, but your parents showed up and it seemed like that kind of unlocked something for you. Do you, do you, I don't know if you want to get into it, but did, 
how much did that help having them and what kind of you know advice did they give you to to kind of shake it off and and just be yourself again yeah you know i'm the type of person to like you know sitting out doesn't sit well with me you know i'm learning how to like be okay with it. and then i knew when i came back i i thought it would just come back like this you know so those first two weeks i actually think are were the most important two weeks you know of my off season you know it really humbled me it really showed how how how, how much this game means to me and how how hard this game is you know don't like don't ever try to think like oh just because you play division one basketball and you work out so much that and then you sideline for a few months. You can just come back and you know be the same player, even better playing. Mm-hmm. You know, just knowing, just going through that stretch. And then you know, obviously when my parents came. You know, we we had like a two three hour talk because I was I was so stressed about uh, just how I how I was practicing, how I was you know just I was letting it affect my 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 school work. I was I was letting it affect everything in my life. It was just so consuming. But uh, yeah, they just you know I don't remember the whole conversation, but. Uh, you know, they just broke it down to me that, like, it's going to come back, you know. Mm-hmm. Coach Mike was the same way, like, don't don't rush this. I don't care how you're playing right now. Like, he was like, you know, it's going to come back. And, and each as each time I met with Coach Mike, each time I met with my parents, like, each day was getting better and better. I was making plays I wasn't making before. And then there were still mistakes going on, mm-hmm. but they were they were more limited. And then, and then, and then it just kept coming. And it was just, it was just, it was, I call it a marathon. Like, it just, it's always going to, it's always going to be, you know, ups and downs there's always going to be struggles going on but um you know I thought that I thought those two three weeks were really important for me and it really showed you know how much this game really means to me and um, I thought I really benefited benefited from it with that first off season that you went through it was similar in that you didn't you were inactive and, and you couldn't you were, you were being held back and you couldn't do this until the season started yep um but that one seemed like a different person than the one that sat out last year yeah. in this last summer. Did you, what kind of place were you in a mental spot in terms of how you dealt with that as a freshman, being a new, a new place far away from home? And did you get homesick at all? Were you were you thinking like this yep. was that you made a mistake coming here? Were, were there a lot of things that went through your mind that 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 just created a bad vibe that you felt like it wasn't. Or it wasn't useful stuff going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, I never made the mistake of me not coming here. I knew this was the right spot for me. You know, I knew I knew that when I committed. But uh, obviously, you know, I graduated high school like four days before I came here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to see my family that much. You know, and I, go to, I went to prep school, so I was away from my family the whole year. So I didn't get to see them. And then, you know, coming here... Um, you know, I, I practiced like for a week, whatever, and then I knew someone was on my hip or back. And uh, I said I had a stretch fracture in my back, but I knew someone was on my hip, so I could always feel it on my hip. Like I felt like that was the start of my back pain. Like it would do this clicking, so that stressed me. I'm like, man, like I had to wear a big back brace. But uh, you know, that was obviously you know the worst, probably one of the worst summers of my life. You know, I'll yeah. be honest, mentally it was tough. You know, that that, that was rock bottom for me. You know, I was away from my family. I was doing summer school. Who wants to do summer school with right. back brace on? <laughs> and then I'm so not coming to play basketball. And I'm not playing this. basketball. Yeah. And, yeah. and for those athletes out there, man, summer's summer's hard. You know, when you're at college, man, you, especially without your sport. You know, with your sport, it's a lot easier. You know, you're bored, whatever. You're. And I was a freshman. I didn't know nobody here. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I knew Caleb and Jordan, but uh, I didn't really know Coach Mack like that. Like, 
I knew him, but I didn't know him, you know. Yeah. I, I, we don't have the same relationship as we do now. And uh, and I was just homesick. I was obviously homesick, struggling, you know. But uh, I thought that was also one of the most important time periods of my life, you know. You know, I've just hitting, hitting that growth period where, you know, you, you hit adversity. You hit you hit a hardship or whatever, and, and you get through it. So now that really, you know, that also humbled me, and it also made me stronger. You know, I'm... You know, the key is always to be rock solid, and the only only way you can be rock solid is going through situations where where you have no control of, but you still stay calm and still have faith, and you know that that really helped me out going through the next summer where I was hurt, but I was still able to do some stuff this past mm-hmm. summer, so that helped, and then I I look forward to the next summer where I'll be healthy, <laughs> God willing. God willing. God uh, willing. How, how did you push through that first summer? Like what 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 helped you get through the? I'm sure days felt like 48 hours. Right. I felt like probably felt like there's so many things that are going through your mind in terms of what doesn't know. feel right. Like, how did you get through all that? It's God, yeah. God, God gave me the strength, right. honestly. And then, uh, obviously, my teammates. You know, I I grew I grew really close to my teammates. Did they bring you in and everything. In yeah, place? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they felt like you were going yeah, through stuff. You know, they were texting. Yeah, they were. They were on. They knew I was frustrated. You know, it was just a big learning experience for me. Yeah. I remember, like, my brother, I, we, I used to talk, whenever I'm going through some stuff, whatever, I'll talk with my family, but a lot of my older brother, we have, we're, we're, we're very similar, and he's just like, man, this is going to make you so much stronger, and I didn't believe it at the time, I'm like, how, like, because mm-hmm. he knew, like, he's been through injuries, he's missed off-seasons, so I'm like, yo, how do you, I'm like, dude, it's going to make you so much stronger, it's going to make you a better player, and uh, uh, just, just watch, it's just going to take time, so, just having that constant faith. And then, yeah, basically that. How much of the path that he laid out that, like, do you feel comfortable following? Like, not just, I mean, it is as simple as, like, playing through the Big East, going to MSG, like, chasing the same, um, you know, goals in terms of, like, winning a Big East title and playing into a tournament games and trying to advance the second weekend and all that. Like, it is the same in that regard, but, like, how much of just, like, his path through all that to the NBA is one that you feel really comfortable following and, and chasing the same dreams that he chased back. Yeah, when he's he definitely chasing. set a, a great example of, you know, how to do the right thing on and off the court. You know, obviously he went to St. Andrews, I went to Tilton, you know. we Our paths have been a lot different. You know, he was obviously McDonald's American, went to Syracuse, you know. But different but similar at the same time. And then just, you know, he's just been just phenomenal with me, you know. You know, I'm not trying to, like, chase my brother. I, I don't want that, like, idea in the back of my head. Mm. You know, I, I want to be the best Marcus I can be, and I want him to be the best Michael I can be, you know. My goal in life is not to be a – not to go farther than my brother in life. You know, he's – I'll never surpass what he did. You know, he set the he set the blueprint, you know, for our family and our basketball aspirations. And, you know, my, my goal is just to be – just make him proud, you know. And I, and I know I'm doing that every single day. You know, I, he'll tell you that, like – I could I could quit today. I could quit basketball today. And he'll he'll still support me in anything I do in life. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my I'm never gonna I'll never say I'll I surpass my brother. Like I don't care what I do. Like he's he's he, he was my he was my example. He was there from the jump. Like and that's just my whole family. Like so yeah. Obviously, like there's a pathway there that he that he's made. You know, I'm just trying to follow his footsteps and you know make him proud at the end of the day. At the same time, it's kind of a rare thing, but. In your mind, how how cool would it be to play in an NBA game with your brother? Yeah, yeah. 
That would be that would be a dream. My my mom would probably cry. Yeah. My dad would probably be like, like he would probably talk talk some stuff. Yeah, he would. He wear those yeah. little split shirt things. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. <laughs> no, he probably my my, my mom would do, my dad he's, he's not with that. He's, he's oh really? He wear a hoodie. He just sit there in the corner and just watch, laugh. My mom would be all like, "You guys wear Marcus's jerseys. You guys wear Michael's. So like, make sure it's even. Whatever. Hopefully, like, I mean, that, that's obviously a dream come true. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that'd be a pretty. Spe- I mean, considering how much basketball is meant to your family, yeah. to reach the pinnacle and you know be on the same court with your brother at the same time, yeah, that, that has to be like something that's, like you said, you're not trying to surpass him, but something that's probably in your head in terms of something you would like to cross off on your bucket list. Yeah, you know, obviously that's that's something I haven't thought about. You know, I'm not really focused on. You know, I like to focus on the present. You know, mm-hmm. just my team right now, whatever. And but um, yeah, like. As a child, you know, we we, we probably we, we probably had many conversations. I mean, man, is there any way we, like, we could be on the same team? Like me as a little kid or whatever. But yeah, that would be that would be awesome. You know, I would love to play. You know, we've actually played in a wide league before. Oh really? Just for like a, a few games, and then when I was out in uh, when I was out in LA, I played pickup when I probably wasn't supposed to. <laughs> a little ahead of the curve. Yep. Let's make sure they don't. Uh, some of us don't don't hear that. <laughs> but yeah, I played uh. It was like a one game, whatever. They needed yeah. a guy. I was like, yeah. I can't. Like, God, just keep me healthy. and yeah, don't exactly. I don't want to call I was back fine. and tell him I got hurt. I was cool. I was yeah. cool. And it, it wasn't like good competition. It was it was, it was, was easy. But it was cool to play with my brother. It's just amazing how good he is out there. Like, it's as much as, man, I don't know. He's just so, he's, he's just so good. Do you, do you try to, like, emulate any parts of his game? Because, I mean, you're like, a, you're built a little bit differently. Yeah. The two of you are, but. Do you, do you try to take things that he can do and you feel like you can emulate them and yeah. use them to your game? It's subtle stuff like one, one move, one move go by your man. Like, he's really good at – like, yesterday – how about they call that – when I did that? Yeah. They call it offensive foul. swipe, yeah. I get it. I get where they come from, but everybody does it. Like, if you watch an NBA game, they all do it. And he's, mm-hmm. he's the one that taught me that. He's like, yo, oh, really? <laughs> if they put your hand on you, get it off. And that's what I did. And I did it, like, four different times. To get, like, I do it every time I go by somebody. It's, yeah. it's real subtle. I, I didn't do it subtle that time because – you were his, like holding that dude's hand when you were kept his that. arm yeah. on me. Right, he kept, right. He kept his arm on me. <laughs> so like I was, he taught me, and then just like. So if someone put their hand on you, get it off right away. Don't even let him. Yeah. Okay. Get it off. Like, yeah. Oh, call a foul, ref. Like one of the two. But and then also like, just the mental game. Michael always tells me like, you know, when, when you're playing, don't just play to play. Like think, think when you play. Like know what's going on. Know everything. Like know, know how many times you have. Know, you know. Know who's in foul trouble. When, I, when Marcus Howell got his first foul, I was like, okay, let's get let's get another one. So mm-hmm. he can get two. Then he got his third one, and then he got his fourth. Like it's just stuff like that. And the mental game where like we can really go against the weaknesses, and he's he's really smart at that. You know, which is which has helped him in, in the NBA get minutes. Is mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. He knows if oh, say uh, Mitch is hot. Oh, I'll get him the ball. Like, yesterday he was playing really. He was hitting a lot of threes. So mm-hmm. the key is to get him more shots. Like it's it's a simple game. And he just he break, he knows how to break it down to me in such a it may seem like confusing but it's just he knows how to make it simple. Yeah. You know, that's what led me to like, that's what Coach Mac does. You know, just having that at home with my brother, and my family. Coach Mac does the same thing here. He knows how to make situations where it's tough for a lot of people, but he knows how to break it down where it can you can really make it's it easy for you. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. It, it, it does look hard, but you also do make it look easy. And I'm wondering what goes through your mind when your ability to control the pace of a game. Because you guys play so fast, and I think that the people would, like, 
outsiders or people who don't really like understand the game might misconstrue that. But like, well, it's just one speed the whole time. But you don't play at one speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you control the game with the ability to play at different speeds. Like, mm-hmm. push it as fast as you can go. Slow it up here. Get into a certain spot of the floor as fast as you can. Then slow down and look around. Like, what what happens when you get into the quarter court area of the game and like come off a ball screen and you get downhill and then like you're almost in like a different part of the defense when you're surveying like how do you slow yourself down mentally to see the game slow enough to the point where you can make plays for everybody else around you yeah I mean I think it just comes with a lot of experience like at first I, I, I'm guessing when I came here I was just going like playing as fast as I can as, poss- as fast as I, I possibly can but now like you know I, I, I really think you know, that, that's what separates me from a lot of people is I know how to, like, like I know how to control the game, like, mentally. like I know, In your mind, right? Yeah. Like, you have to slow your mind down yeah, while playing at a fast pace. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, my dad has always told me when I grew up, like, play, play fast, but don't hurry. Like, it's always, like, your, your mind can, your body can go fast, but your mind needs to go slow. Okay. And then it's just, no, I think my change of speed has really improved and, that that came with my surgery with my hip. You know, I can really like make plays, you know, without pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's helped a lot. And then obviously it comes with the you know playing for, for such a great program. Like I'm just going off Matt Coach Max blueprint. I'm just I'm literally doing what he's telling me to do. You know, add, adding some adding some flavor, to, adding some East Coast vibes to it, yeah. as you can say. <laughs> just adding, you know, he he trusts me. Just having that trust in the coach, and I can just go out and do my thing, go out and play, and it's just fun. Speaking of fun, let's have some right now, because uh, I think people, <laughs> I think people would, would assume that point guard Marcus Zagorowski and you know basketball media have a lot of basketball conversations but 90% of the time we're talking it's usually us needling each yeah, other about you never so. it's only like Michael Jordan and LeBron yeah yeah when your when your dad's here That's, yeah it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an all-out war um I feel yeah. like I'm getting when your dad's here I have to like go extra because I feel like it's two-on-one <laughs> even though your mom's on my side too oh yeah my mom my mom always always only gets yeah, my dad in no. this situation no I know I got her in the back pocket if I need her but yeah, yeah. uh but no your boy Conor McGregor's making his triumphant. The King, Conor McGregor. Sorry, my bad, my bad. The, the King. King. Yeah. He's making his triumphant return January 18th. Yep. He gets play Providence. He gets play Providence that day, so I'm imagining you're gonna try to make quick work of that one and get done yeah. in time to watch yeah, the, the fight. Yeah, the key is to be- beat Providence up real quick and then <laughs> go right. To- no, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, yeah. but you're. you're I'm, I imagine your hype level is through because now we're into January, so it's like a couple weeks away now. It's actually like, like like how devastating is it going to be? Are, are you going seventeen days away? So yeah, my question is: Are you going to be able to get yourself right for the rest of the season when he gets knocked out on the eighteenth? Like, cool. are you going to be able to handle that no. mentally? There's no chance. It's going to shake you up pretty bad. It's going to shake everybody else up pretty bad. Oh really? <laughs> Shit, I'm going to be mad. You're going to take it out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and if he wins, average is like doubles across the board. Like, what happened to Marcus? <laughs> kind of regular loss. And just pissed off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a win win for me. If he loses, it's a, I'm I'm gonna have to go crazy. <laughs> if he wins, I'm gonna have to be talk my talk my ish and then be hype about it. Yeah. But he, nah, he's why is he win. why is he messing around at 170 though? That's not good for him. That's bad for his brain. You know why? Is, you know why he's messing at 170? You know the real reason. Yeah, one of the real he's reasons. Getting, he's, he's, getting his, he's getting his body his body seasoned for 170. You know, getting used to that weight. Yeah, I saw all that. To go at Jorge Masvidal. Do you know how to use that? <laughs> to go at Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Why does he want that? Hey. Why do you want to try to fight that? I'm a, 
I'm telling you, he's gonna beat this dude Cerrone, and then he's gonna take Jorge. Why? If you, he can't get Khabib. Why? Why you wanna try to fight the biggest dogs you can find? But they can hurt you. Anybody who stands up a corner gets hit. You yeah, but not. But the big dogs don't go down though. He learned that the big hard dogs way. will go down. Nate Diaz is different. You cannot compare Nate Diaz to anybody else at 170. He, Nate Diaz does not have a chin. I mean, no, he does have a chin. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he's a zombie, and you know this for a fact. You even saw when Jorge okay. clipped him. It's fair. Zombie. Zombie. You've seen Cerrone. You've seen Jorge get clipped. Yeah, Cerrone's probably going to When have you seen Diaz get clipped? He'll probably put Cerrone away. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm only talking crap to you when I say Cerrone's going to win. Cerrone's going to have He's going to get smoked. We're not going to know what's going to happen. Cerrone's no. going to feel like Marquette. <laughs> <laughs> like Cerrone's not going <laughs> to. you say Cerrone's Unfortunately. Going on tilt. Cerrone's not going to know what hit him. Okay. All right. And then. Jorge's going to be fine, though. No. That dude's fought like 280 pounders in backyards and stuff like that. He's yep. good. Kind of not going to hit him. Kind of not going to hit harder than that. Man. I'm telling you. Man. I don't know. He's, he's the best at stand up in UFC. Who's, who's the better stand up than Conor McGregor? And those guys are going to stand up with him. If you stand yeah. up with Conor, you're in for a long night. But he wants Khabib, too. Khabib's not going to stand with him. Khabib's going to take him down and smash him again. Mm-hmm. Khabib's going to. I mean, uh, Conor's going to clip him. Okay. Because you know why? Because Khabib, Khabib might even lose anyway. So let's not, let's not get <laughs> yeah, past that. Khabib might lose in April. Might see. All right, here's, here's my vision. Here's, here's my vision and here's Connor's vision. I know, okay. I know this is Connor's vision. Are your paths going to cross eventually? Like, Connor's going to beat Cerrone, call out Mazadov, fight Mazadov in July. I hope I can go to that fight. <laughs> I'm a, I'm Michael, Michael, Michael yeah. make it happen. Got to call Mike. Yep. Yeah. And then hopefully Khabib wins because I want to see a rematch. Connor fights Khabib in Russia. Connor takes him out. Then he's, then he's out of here. He's going. Done. Sunset time. Yep. Take the money. Raise the family. Yep. Uh, do you like? Do you live like that? Do you do you like want payback from people that like get you? Like if you got, I don't know. If you play somebody and they dot you up for like thirty and they beat you, do you guys like? Do you? Does it sit with you like every day? Do you want that one back like right away? Does that go into? I don't it let all? it eat me alive. You know. I like to get over it. Like, however, whatever happens in the game, I'll forget about it. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll watch the film, learn from it. You know, fix my mistakes, fix our mistakes, get over it. But then, you know, once once that game comes around, like yeah, the rematch comes around. Yeah, you have that thought in the back of your mind. Okay. You know, I let it, I let it, I let it fuel me a little bit. Because like, you guys have seemed to like make a point of not being shy about talking about it being personal. Yeah. Normally, like basketball players, even athletes today, like there's just so many ways that comments can be misconstrued that everybody's kind of like got a guard up the whole time but like you guys don't seem shy about saying like no this is personal like they did this to us this is how it felt and we want to return a favor like you know the nebraska thing was one thing but the marquette and marcus howard what he did last year in omaha was another like um why are you guys you know some of you not afraid to say like yeah i that didn't feel good and we want to rectify that we want to make sure that doesn't happen again yeah I mean I, the vibe I get from our team is we take we take a lot of stuff personally you know, even when we play versus each other you know you could see it from day one when we play pickup you know a lot of guys were arguing whatever you know as much as it is bad but I like that about our team is mm-hmm. we take stuff personal and we and we use it we use we use it use the fuel in the, in the right way mm-hmm. you know we don't use it like oh Marcus Howard did this or well, oh, we lost in Nebraska this year. Now we now we have to beat them next year. Like, like once they beat us, you know, we were okay. They got us. Like, like okay, next game, whatever. Next, next, we just focus on the season after that. And then when the game came around, we're like, 
yeah, we still we still feel that like we still feel what they did to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just having guys like that on the team, and you know, I, that's what I love about my teammates is you know, we don't let you know stuff just go over our head. You know, even when we win, you know, we'll still stay, we'll still take some stuff personal. Like, oh, we won, but he that dude killed us. Like, okay, next game he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always trying to always having that mindset of like, you know, we we gotta do it better next time we see him. Like, mm-hmm. it's always, a, you know, it's never enough for us. And that's hopefully going to take us where we want to go. Uh, I want to get you out here on this one because, uh, like, it, it's it's part of, like, every player's maturation. When they get to a certain level and then they raise their game and the attention comes with it, like, you're starting, you're starting to get a little bit brighter of a spotlight because of the way you've played through the first you know, month and a half, two months. Um, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you handle that and still stay you and still keep all the same things that got you to that point that helped you improve that much? How do you not let all that stuff, yeah. you know, make you think you're a big shot or make you think you've made it? Like, how do you stay humble? You know, that? it may be sound weird, but, like, I've always thought of myself as this player. You know, I always knew I was I always knew I was underappreciated, you know, from from the outsiders, you know, not my, not my family, mm-hmm. not people who believed in me. I always knew I was capable of doing things people don't think I was capable of you know so I don't you know I've never let you know success you know try and try and fixate my mind fixate my mindset if, oh now I can just chill and not work out like, like no like once you once it starts once you start getting some success it's only going to get harder you know mm-hmm. that's one thing of having an older brother Michael who's been in the position of having success at a high level and you know knowing how to take it you know, just because I had a good game, whatever, doesn't mean you, you, doesn't mean anything. Like, who cares at the end of the game? Say, hey, you have a bad game. Who cares? Like, I've always had the mindset of like, like never. It's never enough for me. As much as it, sometimes it stresses me, my family always tells me like, man, like appreciate it. Sometimes I'm like, I know. Like that's one thing I've worked on is, you know, like a hundred things could go right for me and two things could go wrong. Like I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. I'm thinking about the two things that went wrong. Right. And, you know, just having a mindset of knowing how to appreciate, or like, be be proud of your yourself, but also know how to like, know how to don't let it distract you. Don't let it don't let it try and like, like don't parade on it. Like, don't. It's it's a it's it's a mindset of how to like, how to, you know, even it out. How to like really learn from it, enjoy it, but like tell yourself like. Like you, you haven't done anything yet. Like, is that part of, like, the staying above water yeah. mentality? And, like, and I think that as a team, we need to have that. Yeah, we beat, we beat some teams this year. But who, who cares? We're still not ranked. We, we still haven't done nothing. We, we're 1-0 in Big East. Mm-hmm. If we lose the butt, if, 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 we, if, we, if we have a bad game versus Butler and then over, now we're 1-2. Mm-hmm. So Marquette means nothing. So, you know, we're focused on Butler. We're over that Marquette game. We won up. And uh, we went in thinking we was gonna win, so it, it wasn't a big surprise for us. And mm-hmm. so now we, the, the mindset is like, like never, it's never enough. Like, like I don't want people thinking like, oh, they're having some success now. Now they're just gonna chill. And no, like that's that's not us. And, and I hope I can bring that to the team and along with our other leaders. Cool, man. Appreciate you sitting down. Yep, my After pleasure. Practice. My pleasure. This is good fun. Yep. Uh, the Irish, the Irish, are gonna yeah. take over. You know we're gonna be doing this after Connor or whatever happens. 
Yeah, you might. I might have to give you a month yeah, before yeah, decompress. But if you Otherwise, win, we'll make this if you win, we'll make it the day after. Podcast. If we win, it's the day after. Right, day after if, it's the day after. All right, all right. Deal. Or even, we should get one right after the Providence game, like a free one, and then one right after. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yep.